there is something about being with people, of course, we, we, are, we know that. But to also use the voice, I think it really can be so beneficial. Welcome to Art Heals, a podcast about arts and mental health and the people who create to heal. In each episode, we interview someone who uses art for their own healing or who creates work to raise awareness about mental health challenges. I'd like to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, Squamish, Tsleil-Waututh, and Musqueam nations. On December 15th of 2022, two Vancouver mental health choirs met in a new space in Vancouver called the Recovery Cafe and held a concert together. We're going to hear a bit of that concert, some of the work leading up to it, and some of the members of each of the choirs. So when I walked in the door, it's just everything felt different. Uh, first of all, there's flowers by the door, and it's on Clark, which is a real commercial, industrial area where all the trucks are driving by. But you walk into this door, and it's like swoosh, and it's like the sanctuary. And when you just turn off to the right to the reception area, even though there's no one there, there's this beautiful poster with the trees and some mist, and it says, come, stay, get well among us. And just, just that is just like, wow, that's, that's a really powerful statement. And so then as you swivel around, there's this beautiful little fireplace, and then there's this amazing coffee bar where you can get free coffees and lattes, uh, which I am a giant fan of. And then as you kind of move further into the space, there's this piano and some guitars and a music area. And just everyone's really welcoming. Everyone's really kind and compassionate. So the energy just kind of shifts as soon as you walk in the door. How do you feel Sorry about doing about this concert? I think it's, it's going to be nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really nice uh-huh. concert. Yeah. My name is uh, Corinne Douglas. I'm one of the founders of the Kettle Choir. Now in its seventh year. We survived the pandemic so far. <laughs> Yay! This is our first in-person holiday concert in three years. And it's amazing to see everyone here. Some new faces, some old faces. I had been disabled on, uh, from work, and it hit me hard because I, I had a lot of my self-worth in my work, and I also couldn't cycle anymore. So I found all of a sudden in one fell swoop, I felt that I was isolated, and I, all I was doing, I gave up uh, playing guitar, I gave up everything. And I was going to the uh, Douglas Park Community Center and I saw the highs and lows uh, practicing there. And somebody told me I could do that. So that's what brought me there. Well, we've come a long way for to find ourselves a home. We've come a long way for to find ourselves a home. Well, the first thing was a little bit of uh, getting me in contact with other people because I was isolated and also being able to get back into music again because I quit music and that got that connected me in other ways. I picked up my guitar again. I think that I cut down my pain level and my meds level by singing. I was over medicating on prescription drugs and it was, um, it was affecting the uh, 
making me more tired. I wasn't sleeping as well, and it was depressing me. So singing, uh, I was able to cut back on my uh, prescription drugs. Even if it hadn't been called a mental health choir, it would have been that for me. So that uh, labeling that having it a mental health choir was not really important to me. There's now a wealth of studies of the benefits of choral singing for mental and physical health. In 2017, a major study was published in London of people in choirs, people who sing alone and people who play sports, to find out which activity provided the most benefits. Surprisingly, choral singing came out on top as the most healthful activity of the three. According to the study, it exercises the brain, improves breathing, posture and muscle tension, helps relieve pain, helps maintain a healthy immune system, and helps people suffering from dementia. It's funny, I was just talking to two of our visitors from London, the UK, about this over coffee, and they were just talking about how singing really helps people deal with trauma, um, that it helps um, signal various systems in our body uh, that are connected to our heart and to our breathing, and helps in recovery from trauma. Corrine Douglas is largely responsible for the existence of the Kettle Choir. She spoke to us about the history of the choir and what they do. Well, I, I guess I'm one of the creators of the Kettle Choir, and I kind of call myself the organizer-producer. I'm one of the founders, I guess. Okay. Um, we were founded, I guess, over six years ago. Um, the Vancouver Opera asked us to be in a production called Requiem for a Lost Girl. And I went to a meeting and we were asked to form a choir and to be part of this production. And I immediately said yes without asking my boss. And then I explained how I thought it would be kind of therapeutic, fun, and an interesting way to get the story of our clients out to the world. It was amazing. Um, we put together the choir. It took two years for the production to come about. It was very complicated. And uh, we had many rehearsals and a full two weeks of rehearsals prior to production. And we um, were part of the chorus behind the production and as well we did readings which um, were there to kind of illustrate the stories from the clients about their own lives as well as um, contribute to the story of what the production was about, which is about missing and murdered um, Indigenous women. But the Kettle Choir does more than sing. They also write. From the very beginning of the choir, we paired it with a creative writing group. And it's been the most successful part of what we've been doing the last six years because we could do it virtually very easily, uh, whereas singing was a no-no, especially in, in real time, in person. Winter solstice. Winter solstice brings positivity to our lives on these dark, cold days when the sun eludes us. We gather together in large or small groups with our trees, homes, and halls that are brightly lit with candles or lights. And we have warm fires blazing to keep us nice and cozy. We share a warm meal or tasty tidbits of some new exotic delicacy that challenges our senses. It's a time to talk and catch up with old and new friends, a time to make music. 
It's a time to sing together about the troubles and the triumphs that we have faced. I've been singing for this choir for about um, three and a half years. Just before we started doing our second opera, which was Troubadour, and uh, came into it just with a week to learn all the music and scores, and it was just wonderful, wonderful to be part of that amazing story of um, translated from uh, a fairy tale to real life because we made it apply to Vancouver. It was really beautiful adaptation. Most members were able to share their life stories in becoming homeless and what they had to do to get back on the feet and have homes and have community. And I think that's the thing that they noticed the most of all was that bringing, being part of the choir brought them into a special kind of community. Highs and Lows is also a mental health choir, which makes it quite different from a regular choir in the way that it receives people, makes decisions, and creates community. Aunt Stainman is one of the longest standing members of the choir. I became uh, aware of the choir about a year after it started. There was a woman named Helga Hicks, who was then the director of Greater Vancouver Mental Health Services, and she was retiring. And when she retired, I assume some people that she worked with said, well, we want to give you a retirement gift. What, what would you like? And she said, I would like some money to be used to, to help set up a choir for people with a mental illness, because I feel this is really what would help people. So that was in 96 because I joined in, I think, 97. I was um, an outreach worker for MPA. That means you have some clients in the community, the larger community. And so I had maybe 20 clients that I would do things with. And, and one of them was interested in coming to the choir. The highs and lows welcome people who have experience of the mental health system, as well as friends and supporters who just want to come for the community and to sing beautiful music in harmony. Well, it's extraordinarily warm, and it treats everybody, everybody's individual needs um, are taken care of, and every, it's very, very patient and very, very loving, and uh, just full of understanding. Yeah, yeah. I found it very comfortable to be here. Uh, the musical pressure is, is down from some of the other choirs. I've never sung in an auditioned choir. I didn't sing in any choir until I retired and looking for something to do, uh, kind of keep involved in the arts and whatnot. And uh, we started singing in choirs. And uh, I'm amazed how many choirs there are in Vancouver, uh, just generally. I mean, my goodness, there's a lot of people singing. It's really nice. When the Highs and Lows and Kettle Choir decided to get together to hold a concert, they agreed, as part of it, to sing four songs together. Two directed by Highs and Lows conductor Earl Peach, and two by the Kettle Choir's musical director, Sarah Kirsch.
My connection to the Kettle Choir was by chance. I was like every other freelancer musician in town just kind of looking for work. I happened to be on the like BC Arts Alliance job board and I end up um, scrolling by this like choir director position and I'm not a choir director. I was just like well maybe though like who knows right so I click through and and I was just like well maybe I'll just call and Corrine Douglas picked up and we just started talking and it was I was like yo maybe these people could like benefit from some like Pauline Olivero style like sonic meditations help them feel safe in their bodies again you know to make sound that's a I mean that's a really vulnerable thing I mean that's why people don't sing people want to sing and they'll sing alone in their cars they'll sing in the shower when they know that no one's home you know but they won't they won't they don't feel comfortable enough to share that vulnerable piece of their identity because they're so afraid of judgment and folks who come from places of deep trauma also deep mental health struggles which I mean I can't tell you how many times music has saved me Earl it has always been therapy for me I was working in the downtown east side in uh, Carnegie Center doing music programs and I heard that there was a a position available for a director of uh, mental health choir called the highs and lows and since I dealt with many people in the downtown east side who are neurodivergent um, I thought that would be an interesting fit Uh, so I applied and uh, got the job and it's constantly been um, a source of inspiration to me particularly the level of caring between people um, and also just the the beneficial effects of singing together cannot be overestimated. I think just the way the harmonies strike your body is is good for your body. Um, and then being able to hang out with people and create community, it's uh, unparalleled. Besides allowing me to actually relax my voice and actually get in time, there's the simple fact of getting out of the house for regularly. The people in the choir, I compare to other people in the kettle, and both groups I compare better than the general society or area around. I get to see them more regularly, I have more common interests, and they can actually understand better our, my disabilities and their disabilities. Actually, being in the choir is more like a remembrance or recovery from life. As I said, I gave up the choir in music, actually I gave up music in grade four, and that was a mistake. I enjoyed it. I should get back into it, and I've started to get back into it. It's uh, way more relaxed and accepting, and um, um, yeah, that's the biggest difference for me. And oh, and the repertoire that we sing, there's a lot of uplifting stuff, and uh, politically aligned with my ethics. And I, I know it for myself. I, I cannot say that I have a mental illness, but, you know, I have good days and bad days. And on, on, the, on the bad days, let's say, you know, I go, oh, God. And I go to the choir, and then I come out, and I'm like a different person. You know, I, it's just, um, I feel uplifted.
And so what's been the outcome of doing the performance in that place for you? Uh, for me? Uh, I understood that there are going to be art lessons and there's going to be music jams and like all sorts of things and uh, for the longest time like I've been fairly high functioning in my mental illness um, but I haven't had any help since my 20s and so I think it's time for me to be a little bit less stoic and finally be a little bit unwell and uh, allow myself to get some help. So yeah, on Monday I attended my first recovery circle, uh, which was wonderful. And the woman there, Ruth, uh, she facilitated with just me and her. And we have very similar goals in terms of longevity planning and getting well and getting healthy. Uh, so yeah, it was a really nice eye-opener to the new year. Well, I think it went very well. It was a, a very nice event. It wasn't a full house or anything, but yeah, there were there were quite a few people listening and um, we were very much welcomed. I felt very welcome there. Now we do celebrate the sunlight's returning and a fine solstice night and a merry new year. All in procession our lanterns are burning and a fine solstice night and a merry new year. We lift up our voices every month for a new episode which will open your mind to the healing powers of art. This show is based in Vancouver, British Columbia, but we'd love to connect with you wherever you are. If you know of someone working at the intersection of arts and mental health, please let us know. Our email address is art.heals at outlook.com. We'd love to hear what you think of the show and how you found us. Art Heals is produced by Earl Peach, writing and direction by Serena Renner, Laurence Richard is our web guru, and I'm your host, Elaine Jo. Until next time, remember this quote from French artist Georges Braque, Art is a wound turned into light. <laughs>